house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. It was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. We're back. With us on the ones and twos, Joseph Ascani. What it do? This is episode 159, and ladies and gentlemen, we have made it. College football week zero is here. We finally have gotten through the dark months. We have college football to break down. We're giving you our best bets of the week, the whole nine yards. Um, Subscribe everywhere. Big Easy Bets TV on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We just finally updated our cover art, and it for the first time in two years, is updated on Apple Podcasts. So things are looking up uh, for Big Easy Bets, and it's a new year, fresh start, clean slate. Do you think you can replicate what you did last year? Yeah. A lot of people are riding on you, counting on you. I'll be more excited next week. Why are you not excited? You did the same thing last year. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I, I don't like having a limited amount of Of course not, but it's still back. Yeah, it's back. It's, the, it's like the... The the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. We're lighting the torch. Opening day baseball. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever oh, you want to call electric. it. Electric. It's Selection Sunday of March Madness. All of it. <laughs> I've never seen somebody be down for. I mean, I get it. There's only this is going to be a shorter episode in terms of number of games that we're giving out we're going to be a little bit more selective if you're new to the podcast we do this every year it's week zero we're dipping our toes in the water you don't want to go crazy because i mean really we got to lay our eyes on these teams and there's a lot of unknown and there's not that much to choose from so but if you followed us last year it was a very profitable year specifically for nick but collectively nick and i went up 32 units um it was joseph's first go round with betting college football so no excuses this year. Uh, I think uh, probably around three or four units. What do you think? Lost. Oh, yeah. We're not worried about that. <laughs> That's in the past. What? That's in the past. <laughs> Y'all are giving out yours. That's funny. Well, because we did. Ours was better. <laughs> Granted, it was all him. We're not talking about the negative past. We're talking about the positive past. Uh, no, it's going to be a good year. I have high hopes. Every year I say it, we pay, I pay more and more attention to what goes on in the uh, changing college football landscape. I can only speak for myself. I'm sure they have as well. But I try to definitely keep tabs on who goes where, transfers, coaching changes, the whole nine yards. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling positive. I was feeling great until I saw some of the line movement today, but we'll get we'll get uh, to that here in a second. So we'll touch on a couple things, and then we'll dive into the games. We had our fantasy draft over the weekend. How do you feel? You have the highest projections. You saw that? Yeah, I think man. you have the lowest. I'm tied for no no. Bam has the lowest. And Bam has the lowest. And yes. Jordan are tied. Bam's team is trash. Um, I, I didn't. Trash too. I didn't like your team when I was putting it in. Really? I told Bam. I'm just looking at unbiased. There was a couple different teams that I was like, I don't really like. But it's I didn't. Kind of a reach with Fields and more. You're just relying on. Yeah, you're relying Pretty on. Much. Uh, so I went all in on the rookies: Bijan, Jameer Gibbs, got Jordan Addison on the squad. Um, we'll see what happens. I think I'm boomer bust. Yeah, I don't yeah. like my team. <laughs> I'm just fucking scared to lose, honestly. I got McLaurin with turf toe. Mm-hmm. McLaurin? I thought they, yeah. 
Last did, night? Did they? Uh, uh, yeah, he's got turf toe. Oh, uh, originally people were thinking it was a high ankle sprain. Oh, well, my team's toe. great. Um, <laughs> Dotson's my flex. So, yeah, this is – we've always done, with the exception of the last two years, we've always done a last-place punishment for our fantasy league. We're bringing it back this year. Waivers have been signed. If you come in last place, you're going to be starring in a music video that we produce and that we pick out your wardrobe and the song that you're going to be singing. So you don't want to come in last place, but it's going to be entertaining. Can we bring back the Waffle House Challenge or something? No, we can't because it was really? never even here because Tyler and Nick's team <laughs> came in mine? dead last <laughs> and then yours. didn't fucking. That's right, Tyler and Nick's team. Whatever. Yeah, Whatever. they didn't follow through. He with was it. in there on when Tyler was doing stuff. He was making moves. Oh no, Nick made Nick every made, move. Oh, no, he just I didn't, didn't make the last move that cost him the the league. So it was against you. Yep, oh, I love it. Um, all right, Saints preseason week two. Uh, that game is in the books. Uh, none of the starters really played. They were in a hurricane. Although we have friends that are out in California, they said it wasn't bad. There was a earthquake that happened. So they were kind of getting drugged through the mud out there, but nobody, none of the none of the starters really played. But Kendra Miller flashed that wheel route was fantastic. Yeah, it was a nice catch, beautiful ball too. Let's tip our cap to Jameis. He throws some fucking questionable throws, but he can <laughs> when he spins the ball, dude. He throws a perfect ball. Yeah, at times, sometimes it's to the other team, but it's got a perfect spiral. So, I mean, Kendra Miller looked good. Peyton Turner looked good. Uh, who else? Who else was flashing? Jalen uh, Smith? Yeah. Looked good. I- I'm interested to see. Uh, oh, Jimmy Graham. Hainer. Had a seizure, apparently, and started wandering the streets with a seizure and then was resisting arrest. So no idea what's going to happen with Jimmy Graham. We were happy to get him back. He's coming back Wednesday. I saw he was still undergoing medical examination. They don't know when he's going to come back to play football. That's what I saw. Said he's returning Wednesday or something. Maybe to the facilities, but I don't yeah. know. Hopefully back to practice and yeah. and we'll see what he can do. But well, I like Juwan Johnson. Oh, Juwan Johnson's going to be very good. Juwan Johnson's going to be our starting tight end. That's what we were talking about. We have a crowded tight end room, so I'm interested to see what happens. It looked like that was going to that basically answered itself. But I, I mean, do you think we get rid of Jimmy? I don't know. I mean, what's your gut say? Guy had a seizure and got arrested. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, I think he's coming back here to retire. Well, he might be retiring now. Oh, he'd be retiring <laughs> as a saint. Yes, but we're we're focused on on putting points on the board this year. I'm not really relying on him at all. No, of course not. You know, but he so. could still be a red zone threat, and he could. I mean, I don't know. Wishful thinking. It was it was a cool gesture, but. Always alarming whenever he is apparently resisting arrest and having a seizure out in the streets of L.A. They should have just never went to L.A. knowing that there was a hurricane going. Um, the Sugar Show is here. Sean O'Malley wins the belt. New Bantamweight champion of the UFC. Knocks out Aljamain Sterling in the second round. You said that you could see it happening. It was a perfect right hand. Did you Did you see it? I saw the highlight. It was... It was impressive. He did. Aljamain really didn't try to take him down. So that was his fault. And then it looked like he was going to, like he was throwing his right hand and maybe then going for a level change. And O'Malley just mm-hmm. perfect shot. Nothing nothing Sterling could do. They had the perfect camera angle where you see his eyes like, oh, shit. Like he knew. He knew he fucked up. Lights were going out. People were complaining about an early stoppage. I don't. I didn't think it was an early stoppage. He was. 
doing a lot of damage and I thought they were going to stop it. And then he didn't. And then he caught him with one that his head bounced off the canvas. I was like, Oh Jesus Christ. And then he tries to roll over. I had no issue with, with Mark Goddard stepping in and stopping the fight there. Is Sean O'Malley, the new face of the UFC. Um, it's gotta be on the, the current Mount Rushmore, right? Yeah. I think he's a, a big time money maker. Who would you say are the top four faces of the, of the sport? Would McGregor still be up there? Yeah. I'd say no, for me. I mean, when he comes back. Oh, of course, no, yeah, be the top. But if if he comes back, and uh, it's just such, it's turning into such a like, what are we doing, type of thing. I understand he broke his leg. It's turning into like he's calling out everybody, and he's calling out Tony Ferguson today. (laughs) He's going to run the trilogy with Nate, and he's going to fight Michael Chandler, Mm -hmm. and he's going to whatever run it back with Poirier, and it's like, can you fight anybody? Like. Give him a Donald Cerrone. Let him yeah. go in there, start somebody in 30 seconds, and we all go crazy. Yeah, no, when he comes back, it's it's crazy because he, like, hasn't been McGregor in quite a while and is still the biggest draw. So right now, I would say Adesanya, obviously John Jones. I would put O'Malley up there just in terms of, like, box office draw and appeal and th- what a fucking partnership from Dana White and the UFC to m- partner with the Nelk boys and happy dad and Sean O'Malley super tight with them too. It's like, it's a match made in heaven. And then I would say, uh, Volkanovsky. That'd probably be my four. No, yeah. no, no, not for me. For, for Mount Rushmore, I would say no. Everybody else that I just named was, a, is a champ, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gaethje's, I like Gaethje a lot, and that was a great fight with Poirier. Um, who's got the lightweight belt right now? Why am I tripping? Islam. Right. And he's about to run it back with Volkanov. No, no, no. Who's Islam about to fight? Isn't he about to fight somebody? Um, I don't know. I could be I could be completely. I think Volkanovsky wants that fight, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I think Holloway fights this week. I yeah. think. And then um, Adesanya and Sean Strickland's coming up. The middleweight division is so fucked. Yeah. He's fighting Sean Strickland. Why? I understand Sean Strickland just won, but right before that, he got fucking starched by Pereira. That's what I'm saying. There's nobody there to compete. What do you do? Whitaker was that guy. Who'd Whitaker lose to? Whitaker just lost to Duplessis. Drickus Duplessis. Yeah, so they were supposed to fight him and Adesanya. But But he's fought him twice already, right? Or was it just once? Twice. Yeah. So, and, and Adesanya's won them both. And then, yeah, it's like, what direction do you go? He's beat everybody. They he was like, supposed to fight Duplessis. But what happened with that? I don't know. Something about he wasn't agreeing to the date. And oh, he didn't, want to, he didn't want to turn around and fight that quick. I guess not. It is pretty quick. Yeah. Like, well, I feel like we were just watching Duplessis mm-hmm. and Whitaker. So it is a pretty quick turnaround. But... Yeah, I mean, he's beaten everybody. It was like a godsend for them when Pereira came in and actually beat Adesanya. It's like, oh, my God, this will save us for another year of, like, huge box office fights. I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens, but that I I thought it was one of the coolest things to see the way O'Malley reacted to the knockout. Like, I don't know if you saw it or not, but he, like, walks around the whole octagon just looking at the crowd. Like, you tell he's just taking in the moment. Then he hops the cage. They throw him a happy dad. He's drinking it, and then he just like puts his arms out, and he's just like just sitting. And everybody's going ballistic. 
And then when he's back in the octagon, he just has his eyes closed as they're calling out his name and new champion and all of that. Like, didn't go crazy. Like, you could tell he was, like, in the moment. It was pretty cool. He's uh, a dude's a crazy good striker. You could tell. He, yeah. lo- he looked so sharp. He really did. So, we'll see. Where does he go next, you think? Cheeto? I hope not. I mean, that's what it seems like, but... I don't... Just because Cheeto beat him... I don't think he just deserves the mm-hmm. shot. I think there's other guys. Yeah. So I made some money on Cheeto, though, this past weekend. Um. All right, what else? Um. Oh, I found myself watching Little League Baseball, and I, I love watching these kids fucking implode. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I was sitting there, I was watching with Lindsay, and this ginger kid, which I don't know if that's a slur or not these days, he walks the bases loaded so he's already lost control he's already they should have pulled the poor kid and and put him out of his misery but i told Lindsay, i was like watch this i said i guarantee you this chubby little shithead is not going to be able to find the strike zone could not he hit a kid in the hand he was like he couldn't he couldn't throw a strike to save his life if his mother's life depended on it he wasn't throwing that ball over the plate and he's like you could tell he's about to cry. I'm just thinking about like the Tom Hanks movie. Like, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if I was in the stands, they're so big on sportsmanship and all that there. And I get it. They're 10 year old kids. But I would bury that kid. If your, your kid's on the other team. Oh, yeah. Just start getting. I would, yeah. I would be like, this is his last game he'll ever play in his he's life. He's rattled. Yeah. You're, yeah. He's about to cry. And I would just start screaming, cry, cry, cry. I would, he start, would eventually start Oh, dude, he up. would cry in a, in a heartbeat. I'd get, I'd get kicked out, but we'd be advancing to the It'd next round. It'd be worth round. it because your kids just yeah. run ruled these kids. Yeah, we'd be going to the next round. And yeah, they, and it, it was an implosion. And I love seeing the other kids getting pissed because they're supposed to be so big on like camaraderie yeah and like it's okay and i just smoked the other kid in the head but i'm gonna go like i'm gonna cry and then he's gonna come hug me and everybody's okay his teammates were in the outfield like motherfucker like again with this yeah yeah i remember it was number 14 they're probably like this we should have took him out we should have took him out they're in there like yelling to each other and shit i'm like good i want to see him be like you fucking suck like Figure it out. Yeah. Don't tell him it's okay. It's not going to be okay. It was an elimination game. It's over. You're going home. <laughs> um, It's entertainment for sure. I like those little league games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... W- like, it was cool watching Louisiana a couple years ago. Yeah, that was cool. But I'm watching them more to see these kids fucking go through <laughs> a life moment and, and, and see... I can tell which kid is going to grow up to be a little pansy or it's going to learn to battle through adversity. So when you're up there and you can't, and you're throwing a 46 mile an hour fastball in the dirt and your, your eyes are starting to well up. Like if that's my kid, I'm saying if you, it's like throw the ball over the plate, son, the game's riding on it. I'd say, look in the dugout. You're going to send all those kids home. But yeah, I don't know. It's like, I was wondering, I was like, does that make me a bad person? Because I was like, I was literally watching for that, that exact reason. And then when they pulled that kid out the game, I just stopped watching. <laughs> you didn't even see how the game ended? No. Was it close? No. he. Well, <laughs> I know it was over because it was it was like two to two. He walks the bases loaded. They scored four runs and then pulled the kid, and there were still no outs. So, And then these umpires, these, these Little League umpires are on crack. Oh, my gosh. One kid was going to third, and it was a ground ball to third. 
The third baseman goes to tag him. Like he runs down the line a little bit towards second to go tag him. The kid just does like a loop around him and goes and dives into the bag. And they call him safe. I'm like, you definitely can't do that. Kid just play keep away. Um, Oh, then there was a collision at home plate. And they like one kid didn't hardly get hit at all. But the other kid got messed up. So the other kid was crying. And then the kid who didn't get hit at all started crying too. Like he's on the ground, like acting like he's hurt. Like he had to look like he was hurt. But I was, I was like, these. it was one of the more eventful Little League games I've ever seen. And I only watched like two innings. But, yeah, I don't know. That's That that was like the, the signal that the dark days are done. I don't have to watch this bullshit anymore because there's football coming back this weekend. So I don't care about the Little League World Series. I don't care about baseball. I don't care about anything else. Anything. I don't care about Team USA. Nothing. So we have... Not a full slate, but a slate of college football games this weekend. Do we have anything going on before we get to that? Mm. No, I mean, I'll probably go. I got my draft to go three-peat. So. Are you still talking about other leagues? I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, you came to a fantasy league and started telling everybody how good you are in your other fantasy league. Well, Do you get that? spew over into this year. It n- never has. It it's might. Been, I've it, never won twice before. You won like year one in your other league when you auto-drafted and had like A.J. Green. I didn't auto-draft. You did auto-draft. No, I, did I remember Alex said you auto-drafted. A.J. Green. Yeah, it was like year one of my league. Oh, yeah, this league? Yeah. I didn't win? The uh, No, no, not my league. We were in my league. You were in a separate league, and it auto-drafted for you, and you were doing uh, well. Bro, come on, dude. We were like 21 years old. <laughs> It was like six years ago. You were allowed to legally drink. Yeah. You couldn't set your, you couldn't pick your team. That was my first year. I'm just saying. And it was with a bunch of chumps. This one's actually competitive. You've been in this league for quite a while. Two out of three. And you've got. Two out of three last year. Yeah, but it's like, is this the most important, would you say? Oh, by far. And you come in second to last every time. I still wasn't happy last year with two out of three. I'm just saying. I made a rack, and I still wasn't happy. Yeah, because this is the league that matters. Those other leagues, those Mickey Mouse leagues, those don't matter. Just saying, two out of three. But, yeah, you go, hey, everybody, happy draft day to you. Well, you want fucking fun facts. Yeah, to make everyone feel comfortable. What do you want me to say? Uh, We're working on uh, Artemis 2. He doesn't give a shit about that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm a quality inspector for NASA. That did remind me, though. Do you want to? Do you want to mention what happened? <laughs> Here we go. I don't know. It's your call if you don't want to. It was a wild thing to happen. I've never seen anything like that. Actually, I didn't even see it, but I've never heard of anything like that ever in my life. <laughs> and so, in the moment, I asked you if you wanted to talk about it on the podcast. You said, "Yeah, sure." I'm not ashamed to talk about them. Just, but now that the lights, I think it could be a felony. Nah. Could be against the law. All right. Well, uh, we probably shouldn't talk about it then. He doesn't think it is. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. If a goose is allowed to do it, why can't I? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. No, I'm the only one who knows what you're saying. So. <laughs> I told you it's not. It's not my story to tell. Well, it is, I guess, but it's not. It's not my story to tell without permission. <laughs> But we don't have to. We'll All I can say is if you see me swimming in the lake, I'm not really swimming. <laughs> 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 it's still not going to know. Oh, man. Uh, All right. Week zero is here. Um, I mean, we'll dive right into it. I have two plays. 
two plays currently. I'm interested to see what y'all think. Um, one of them is my lock, so we'll get to that. Um, is anybody on the 130 game? Jones yes. You are? Yeah. Oh, I already, I already know. Yeah. You're not? Yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. yeah. How can you not be, man? It's in Ireland. Yes, and we were on this last year. We were on the Ireland game last year. Yeah. Pat Fitzgerald's final win for Northwestern. We were on the wrong side. Yeah. I was leaning strongly one way. I'm interested to see what you think. So, notoriously, last year, Nick and I were on the same page almost entirely for the entire year when it came down to the big games and and locks of the week and all of that. So, I'm interested to see if that carries over to this year. I would think it is because I feel like, obviously, we value similar things when looking and breaking down these games. But go ahead. I'll let you lead it off. Notre Dame, Navy, in Ireland, 1.30 p.m. kickoff. It is the first game of the day. Yeah, so obviously Notre Dame landed the top transfer, Sam Hartman. A a piece they were missing last year. Um, but I still think Notre Dame's going to be a run-first football team, returning their top rusher, Ardrick Estime, behind a good offensive line. But I think that's only going to help Hartman. You know, Notre Dame's offense staying ahead of the chains, making it third and manageable. Um, defensively, they weren't bad, although there was room for improvement. I think they will be improved this year, returning a lot of production. Navy has a new coach. It's going to be a new offense. It's kind of up in the air on what that's going to look like. So, um, basically, I'm going with the over here. I think Notre Dame's not going to have – much of a problem scoring against Navy's defense last year. Navy's defense really wasn't a good against the pass, especially explosive plays. Um, and then, like I said, even though I expect Notre Dame's defense to be improved, I think Navy's offense, the unknowns there, could present a little bit of problems for Notre Dame, especially to start the game. Um, I'm going to go over 50 and a half points in here. Okay. Um, all right, Joseph, I'll let you go. Y'all pretty much know what I'm on. I am on Notre Dame, minus 20 and a half. I know it's it's a big spread, but I like them by, uh, by three scores here. Um, like Nick said, they got a new coach. He's replacing a 16-year tenure from a former head coach. I don't even know how to say his last name. Ken. It's the Hawaiian dude, Numa, right? Yeah, Numatololo. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Samoan. Might be. Could be Filipino. Either way, it's a tough task um, for him <clears throat> coming back into Ireland against uh, Notre Dame. Uh, this was a close one last year, 35-32. Notre Dame pulled it out. Uh, they got up to a huge lead at halftime, 35-13, to and then got <clears throat> they just collapsed. I was on Navy. Yeah. What was the spread in that one? Do you remember? Quite a bit. Yeah. They went on a 19-0 just shutout in the second half and made it close. Um, they nearly won. I think they had the ball. Did they at the end? Yeah, they had a chance to win the they game. They might have recovered an onside kick. Uh, yeah, they, they they had a chance to win the game, I remember for sure. The the spread was not in question remotely. Yeah. I mean, it was looking horrible, and then it was like, okay, we're back in it. And then they had a legit chance to upset Notre Dame. Right. Um, but, I mean, <clears throat> you make a good point, Nick. That I mean, it's a new head coach. We don't know what they're going to look like. I still think they're going to lean heavy on the run. You know, that's pretty much what everybody thinks. Um, led by Dabba Fofono. Or for Fofana, 
who he had a good game against Notre Dame last year. 15 carries, 133 yards, and a touchdown. But I think Marcus Freeman's going to have his guys ready. He's going to have them amped up. They got high expectations this year. I think they're going to live up to it better than they did last year. So, And y'all know I love Sam Hartman. So I just think they're going to show out, and they can win this game by three scores. Yeah. Yeah, out of respect, I'm not going to touch it. Um, I would lean Navy if I'm being completely honest. That that was the way I was leaning. I was interested to see if you were on Navy because I, I knew I knew you were going to be on Notre Dame because of your, your Sam Hartman. Um, your love for Sam Hartman. But I do think Notre Dame's going to be very good this year. I think there's a lot of – I mean, we've heard about Notre Dame and the safety play and their issues in the in the secondary. There's a lot of questions that have to be answered. It is a big spread. Like you said, you think Notre Dame's going to lean on the run. I do as well. Navy is Navy. It's, it's going to be a new-look Navy, I guess, but it's still going to be Navy. I, I mean, I know they're supposed to be changing up the offense, but are they drastically changing it? They're going away from, like, the triple option? I mean, that's what they're saying. I just don't believe it. I mean, in years past, like, when you get a service academy favored by 20 points or more, a lot of times you people mean, start looking to bet to take 20 or more you said, you, with the you service said, academy. You said favor. You mean yeah. a, a dog? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I. it's a lot of points, dude. And I think But it's like, I don't know, you know. If their approach is still going to be clock management, yeah. grind it out type of a, of a yeah offense, or if it's going to be something totally different, and that's why I'm kind of staying away from it because, I mean, your your reasoning makes sense. You think Notre Dame's going to be able to put up points? You're going to need just a what two touchdowns out of Navy, yeah, and yeah. So there's a lot of there's question marks for me that I'm going to avoid. I do like Sam Sam Hartman a lot. Uh, Joseph and I have both said that we think Notre Dame is going to be good this year. The defense is good, but there's question marks on the back end. But it, it's like, what Navy team are you getting? So I think the linebackers are probably going to be suitable enough to stop the triple option enough um, if that's what Navy's even doing. So it's too many question marks for me. I'm staying away from it. How many total do you have? Y'all both have given one. Two. You have two total? What about you? Two. Okay. I'm going to go to my one... That's not my lock. Last game. Are you on it? FIU, Louisiana Tech. No. Taking Louisiana Tech. I got a minus 10. Um, I'm on their over win total. Hank Bachmeyer's there. Squirrel Williams from uh, Baylor is there. It's a completely new look Louisiana Tech offense. FIU's really bad. That's what it boils down to for me. Louisiana Tech's at home. They're going to have... I hopes. I don't I don't really have I just think this is FIU is that bad. And I expect there's gonna be kinks to work out for Louisiana Tech, obviously. A lot of new personnel there, but I'm going with Louisiana Tech, minus ten. Were you looking at it? Nothing? No consideration? Um I was looking at it, but the the movement mm-hmm. I'm not interested in laying too many. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um <clears throat> So all we have left is our locks, right? Well, that was my lock. No, oh, you fucked. Jesus, you fucked up. y'all asked me about the the game. Well, you could have just said it. You it's know, my we lock. saved the locks. Yeah. How many well, episodes you, have you, you done? You said I already know what you're on. I understand, but oh my god, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? We've you done this a million know times. What you're on. We've done this a million times. Unbelievable. Okay, well, what's your what's your not lock then? Do we give it right now? 
Yeah, because we're about to go to the locks. I'll tell you what, I'll make this one my lock. Okay, that's fine. Uh, we do have a new, uh, um, a semi-new, because it's going to only be for one week, and then it's going to be updated, but we have a new lock intro, thanks to Kyle. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I was looking at a couple other ones. I'm interested to see what your other one is. Um, I was looking at a few, and I just couldn't pull the trigger. I don't want to get too crazy to start and kind of put myself in a hole because I'm reaching on games that I don't really, I don't really know too much about, but do you have one that you were like considering, but didn't pull the trigger on other than, I know you said Louisiana tech, but yeah, for my lock, I was going to go Ohio plus three and a half or four points, but that spread is shrinking. Yes. It's down to two or two and a half. I see, I see two and a half under field goal. I'm just going to leave it alone. Okay. All right. It is time for the most important bets of the week. I told y'all that this would be a shorter episode, so that's exactly what it's going to be, around 30, 35 minutes in and out. Uh, And we're going to try to get off to a good start, so it is our locks of the week. It's a lock, Kramer. You've had this thing under control for almost three years now. But it's a lock. They need that fucking juice. They need that next bet. They need. Come on, come on. Yes! When they win, they go fucking crazy. I'm going to New Mexico State versus UMass. This line has shrunk tremendously. Um, it opened at around 10. It is now down to six and a half in favor of New Mexico State. This is a game time. This is a pre-game broadcast breaking news type of situation for me. But I'm going New Mexico State minus six and a half. Jerry Kill's going into his second year. The guy can coach as he proved in Minnesota. Health issues are the only reason that he's not still there. New Mexico State returns three starters on the offensive line, and they bring in right tackle Jacob Golden from Boise State. On top of the offensive line, they return all four leading rushers, which is huge for a Jerry Kill offense that wants to ground and pound and beat you up in the trenches. They also return four of their top five wide receivers. And best of all, the guy who willed them to their bowl victory last year, Diego Pavia, is back. He beat out Texas A&M transfer Eli Stowers to retain the starting job. UMass is one of the worst teams in the country. They were 1-11 last year. They had four passing touchdowns on the season. Four total. 14 interceptions. Think about that. I understand. So they bring in a transfer from... I I can't even pronounce his name to you. I don't care. He was recruited by Clemson. He went to Georgia Tech. Now he's in UMass. So if he was worth a shit, he wouldn't be in UMass currently. I'm going New Mexico State. Minus six and a half is my lock of the week. I placed this quite a while ago. The line shrunk even more. I went back. I double dipped. Um, We'll see what happens here. I think that New Mexico State is just a better team than UMass. I really do. UMass is going to... They're going to want to lean on their defense. There's obviously question marks that... There's questions that need to be answered with the starting quarterback. Um, But I know what I'm getting with Diego Pavia. Somebody that can move the chains on third down with his legs. In a good rushing attack, a team that's going to beat UMass up in the trenches. I don't understand. I, I think New Mexico State's offensive line will be able to manhandle UMass's defensive line. So give me New Mexico State minus six and a half as the first lock of the entire year. What do you got? Um, I'm going to San Jose State 
playing at number six, USC. The spread's 30 and a half points. The over under 66 and a half. Caleb Williams is coming back, the best player in the country. They lose Jordan Addison, but they still have plenty of talent at the wide receiver position. UFC had problems defensively, although they were able to create some turnovers and get pressure on a quarterback. Overall, though, I think the defense, it's going to be improved this year. For, um, for SC? Yeah. And I'm not sure how much success Cordero, he's the quarterback for San Jose State again. I'm not sure how much success he's going to have if USC is able to get pressure on him. So um, I think USC kind of comes out. Obviously, their expectations are high. They rank, they rank six. They didn't really end the season how they wanted to. They were in the college football playoff picture towards the end of the year. Lost to Utah. Then then they lost the bowl game to Tulane. Incredible. I think USC comes out fired up on both sides of the ball. Sets a tone early. I think the talent gap here is too wide. I'm going to lay 18 and a half in the first half, take USC. Wow, a little curveball there. I thought you were going 31. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, Joseph, what's your lock of the week? Or what's your... No, we'll, we'll make him a lock. You sure? The stars are lining up. Okay, go ahead. And it's a passion play. Okay. <laughs> Two passion so we plays. Can, we can... Uh, we can assume we know which one I'm talking about here. We're going to go with the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors plus 17 against Vanderbilt. And I made this mistake last year. So we'll see if it's a mistake again or not this year. Uh, they got fucking slaughtered last year, 63-10 to 10 on their own home turf. But this year they're playing for, for the Fires. They're playing for Maui. So you're going all, you're with Hawaii? Oh, yeah, I'm with okay. Hawaii. Plus 17 at minus 105. Um, I see 17.5 if you want the extra. I'll take it. I saw 17 this morning, so it must be moving. Um, these are two really bad teams. Um, S, uh, Vanderbilt at the bottom of the SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have not been able to cover seven of their last ten games as a double-digit favorite. I know the team, teams change, yeah. but still you got to look at the trends, and they outright lost two of the last five at, as double-digit favorites. I'm not taking too much into account on what happened last year in that slaughtering. Uh, these are two similar teams statistic-wise. Vanderbilt, 123rd total defense last year and 89th in scoring offense. They're a little bit better than Hawaii. Hawaii was 117th total defense and 115th scoring last year. It's not as lopsided as it may seem. I think this is a sketchy double-digit line here, and I think the Rainbow Warriors can cover and keep this a two-score game. Okay. What do you think about that? Because I was looking at this. There is actually some money on Hawaii, but you could just be making the the same mistake you made to yeah, start exactly. last year. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, mean, ha- I don't have a strong opinion on it. Yeah, I mean, Shager. I think that's how you say his name. The quarterback for Hawaii. Uh huh. He. I hope he's improving this year <clears> because <throat> he wasn't really good at all last year. Thirteen <laughs> touchdowns, ten interceptions. <laughs> Like I said, this is a passion play. They're, I mean, uh, Tommy Chang's going to have him out there fired up. And well, when you said, yeah, when you said, he said it's a passion play, I think we all know where, I had no idea where you were going. <laughs> I did not know well, you were. What's going on in Maui right now? It's like, shit. I didn't know you were passionate about that. No, no, they'll be passionate about that. Well, you said it's a passion play for you. Well, now it's even more of a passion play. Yeah. The stars are lining up. This is my lock now. No, I mean, in. yeah, no, Hawaii needs this bad. Really bad. They need this bad. There's a lot of people out there with no homes. They probably lost a couple, well, family members, God forbid, 
Um, they need to see the Rainbow Warriors beat Vanderbilt just to keep them going. They just need them to see him, see him keep it a two-score game. That's all they need. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Like I said, this would be a short episode, but it feels good because we are back. I'm going to recap mine real quick. We'll go around the table. My Really, it's the last game of the night, so we're going to have to work for it. Louisiana Tech minus 10. My lock of the week, New Mexico State. Jerry killing the boys. He might have a seizure, but all we got to do is win by seven. Six and a half points, New Mexico State. Okay, I'm going Navy Notre Dame over 50 and a half. And I'm, for my lock of the week, it's going to be USC first half minus 18 and a half. Okay. I am going Notre Dame minus 20 and a half. And I'm actually going to add Nick's play here, the first half. Uh, for USC minus 18 and a half and then for my lock of the week I'm going to go Hawaii plus 17 <laughs> against Vanderbilt I like it because I was scared of that 30 and a half point spread but I, I agree with you on, on USC this year I think they'll be better on both sides of the ball and no yeah the first half no was a curveball I, I, I do like it too it makes sense to me I'm not going to do it um, I'm just going to stick with what I got slow play the start but I do like it so like I said, again, for the third time, this was going to be a slow episode. Only a couple plays. Don't get too crazy on week zero. We're about to embark on a war of attrition. A How many months is it? August, September, October, November, December, January, February. We're looking at a six-month, essentially six-month war of attrition here. Do not get too carried away on week zero. We got to put our eyeballs on these teams and see what we're working with. And, I mean, it's only... It's going to get crazy as soon as we got Thursday, then we got Friday, then we got a full slate on Saturday. So it's back. Enjoy it. There's like a like the Viking horn going off right now. The signal has been cast. You tell your bookie that we're coming for everything. They can hide, the, hide their kids, hide the China, the valuables. We're coming for every single thing that they have. Last year was a, a combined up 32 units. If we can... Do better than that. That would be fantastic, but I'll take at least that again. But I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm a little worried, though, about why the New Mexico state line has come down so much. Yeah, I would take it at six. What's it at? Not six and a half. I mean, under seven, you kind of want to take it. Yeah. But six gives you a little bit more. This opened at like 10, 10, like a month ago, two months ago. Not opened at, but it was at like yeah. 10. Um, I mean, they all shift. Yeah, but that's a that that's long. a that. I mean, that's a drastic. It'll be interesting to see the ones that have moved, like LA Tech, New Mexico State, yep. Ohio. If if there's some buyback and those lines move a little bit, I think we back probably, towards. Probably, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked if the New New Mexico State. That's why I jumped on it, dude. I don't. If it doesn't go back to a touchdown plus, if it keeps going, I'll, yeah. I'll be surprised because this is a better team. New Mexico State, granted that it was a funky way for them to get into a bowl game, but they won the bowl game, too. So Jerry Kill, in his first season with New Mexico State, hopped right into winning football games. UMass was fucking horrible. How good can this quarterback be? I understand he's a dual-threat guy, but we have the best dual-threat guy in the country in Diego Pavia. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. What did it come down to? It's at six and a half currently. Oh, okay. I thought you said it went down. No, that's why. Right. at ten and a half. It came. Straight. Yeah, it's been plummeting. So, yeah, I'm just waiting for. Oh, Diego Pavia has COVID. Like, 
And then I'm going to be fucking furious. Yeah, they so, said that's coming back. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? I'm not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you sitting like <laughs> No, we're never going back. We're where we need to be. Football's back. I ain't worried. And that's that's a perfect example right there. They want you to, COVID's coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawaii's burning, like burning <laughs> to the ground. There's there's fire tornado. And- yeah, there's hurricanes and in California, we're in the hottest summer in the history of the planet. Ca- uh, ca- Canada has fire tornadoes, but none of that fucking matters because football is back. It's week zero, the most meaningless week of football, unless you bet on the sport. And we're not worried about any of the the fire and brimstone going on in the rest of the world. I'm worried about New Mexico State winning by a touchdown plus. Yeah, we have six different bets, so that's the good thing somebody's cashing a ticket yeah and if they don't <laughs> god help us um but all right that's all i got episode 159 we'll be back for 160 you got anything to say before we go adios you got anything to say before we go let's get to it i'm excited i told y'all man football is back if if any bookies are out there listening this is your final warning hide the valuables because we're coming for everything who that play long enough you never change the stakes the house takes you unless when that perfect hand comes along you bet big and then you take the house i've been practicing this because a little bit that i rushed it felt like i rushed it was good i liked it